Listener Production. Activate your internet. Because the Hamish and Andy podcast starts in three, two... Sorry, still buffering. One. Hola, hola, hola. I did agree to allow you to do that. <laughs> I wanted it in the tone of a... Hola, hola. But hola. It, I mean, it kind of was. Well, I wanted it in the tone of hello, hello, hello. Yeah, but that's... I mean... Hola, hola, hola. Uh, I suppose I'm looking for more festivity with a Spanish Yeah, I know. Spanish that's language. the hard thing. You know, it's, it's, Spa- it's Spanish. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we're trying to replicate the British hello, Bobby hello. Constable. Hello, hello, hello. Just in different countries. Yep. And... Uh, you know, hola. It, it always seems so cheerful That's in, right. in in Spanish or you know Mexico or something. It, it felt hard to go. I give you a B. Okay, B. And that's a great base to build on, Ando, but, as we but, charge into the rest of the year, but more specifically this episode. Yes. Yeah. Of the Hamish Annie Podcast. Welcome. Thank you for being with us. Um. Do you, Do we want to continue the different? Yeah, definitely. You've got okay. seven thousand languages. Okay. I would have thought with a week break you wouldn't pick one of the big five. I thought you would have come back with Latin or. <laughs> One of the more remote dialects from the African continent. And that might have been one of the great things about working with me. You never know. You never know, but in hindsight, you can spot an easy out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, obviously, we love uh, everyone listening to the podcast. They're the most advanced uh, form of listeners um, because it's purely digital. They know where, it, where it's at. Um, we also very much like our valued and important podcasters, our VIPs, um, they have been filling out forms, including special skills. If you want to be more involved in the podcast, that's how you get involved. We at first put this down, hoping it would give us a useful database of uh, things, you know, traits, personality traits we might need to call upon. Mm. Very, very quickly, it's captured our attention that people's skills are far more vast and deep than we could ever anticipate. Yep. This is a stunning one, Ando, that we've come across. Fill it out at hamishnady.com. Uh, a fellow by the name of Jock Lehman, he cites in his special skills opening beer bottles with anything, which was good, That's but good. the second one is what really piqued our interest. If I see a movie three times, I can say the script from beginning to end. <laughs> now, this is... He should have his own crime show. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is, the, this is what we were talking about on last week's show. Like, this is a low-level X-Man skill. This yeah. is... He doesn't have a photographic memory, but geez, you show him a photo three times. <laughs> yeah, he'll remember what's in that photo. He, he's able to build up with three cracks mm. a, a complete construction of the whole script of a movie. Now, script from start to finish. Obviously, now obviously, Annie and I went what, including scene headings and locations? No, no, just the dialogue. Just the dialogue. But that is unbelievable. So we had someone reach out to him, we you know throughout the week and say, look, you know, are you just talking yourself up here? Can you do it? Comes back with a list. Comes no, back, no, I can do this. Comes back with a list of films that he knows so well that if we played him anything from a, like a, a bit of dialogue from any section of the film, he reckons he can pick up the dialogue and continue it. Ping, ping a couple of the the titles, Ando. Well, I mean, do you have any on hand? I, I, we put a lot of them into a song. Well, we did put a lot of them into a song, but there's even more than there's in this song. Mm, absolutely, but um, let's just hit the song. You could play him, Notting Hill. Stumped. It could be Nemo or Pop and 
Rapunzel sees her Shrek 1 or Shrek 2. He knows the lines. He literally knows all the lines. So he says. And we got the time. We got the time to see if it's lies. So much time. We do have so much time. Uh, and I just used that song to give me time to find the email <laughs> so, I can add, so I can list more of the films. And uh, I, that should be the unofficial title of the podcast. Yeah. So much time. So much time. We've got so much time. <laughs> so we could do time. this all day if we want. We, we, could, we could get him to do our whole film for us and we sit back and eat popcorn and listen to the film. So we listed a few in that song, but Love Actually, Austin Powers, Sound of Music, My Fair Lady, A Bug's Life, About a Boy. He, he goes everywhere. Yeah. He goes across. And, and what's interesting is he'll sometimes he'll... He'll list the movie and its sequel. Mm. I'm pretty sure there's three Shreks, but he only lists Shrek 1 and 2. Yes. He only lists the first four Harry Potter films. There's, in fact, eight, I believe. It's so he's he knows what he likes, <laughs> and he won't he won't go and rewatch something, obviously, that he doesn't like, yeah. and he's, he picks only the classics to memorise. Co- comedy classics, yep. you know, Groundhog Day. Perfect. But then he's also got Miss Congeniality in there. Fantastic. I never know where he's going. I mean, Sandra, I'd, a love, lot of people, I'd love to see his recommended for your Netflix. A lot it's of, bouncing around. Yeah, he would be a hard one yeah, to profile Netflix, digitally. People would, the, the Netflix people would think they've he, got the algorithm. The neighbours are in here stealing his account. <laughs> yeah. Someone is piggybacking off his account. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people think Sandra Bullock was awarded the Oscar for Blindside mm. as one of those ones of like, well, you should have got it for Miss Congeniality, <laughs> but you can have it for Blindside. Anyway, he joins us now. Jock, you're in a different studio, but thanks for linking up. <laughs> Ahoy, boys. How are you going? Ahoy, Ahoy to you. Ahoy, thanks Jock. for using the preferred greeting of the podcast. And Jack- Absolutely. I, and look, I don't know how the rights of all this sort of thing goes, but I'm playing that song as my wife walks down the aisle. Which oh, one? Oh, that that song we, that we just. Yeah. I oh, that was that was music to that. Well, it literally is music, but uh, like beautiful music to my ears. Oh, I guess. fantastic! If we can <laughs> speak on behalf of Toto the band, yeah. you may have that. <laughs> um, now, Jock, you're the first VIP to join us in a studio. Oh, boys, it's an honour. This is a big moment for you, and I hope you feel the weight of that occasion on your shoulders because. Yep. Obviously, when we read your email and then we got a clearer idea of your superpower, we wanted to set up a test. Yep. You're going to hear the scene. Yep. It's going to stop. We know what comes next. Mm. The big question on everyone's lips is, do you? Now, you've listed Austin Powers. Let's start there, Hans. How do you feel? Are you confident with an Austin Powers scene, Jock? Uh, yeah, Austin Powers should be okay, I think. It's. Okay. I mean, it's full of quotable quotes. Yeah, All right. Absolutely. Here we go. Uh, a scene from Austin Powers. It will stop and then you have to pick up the dialogue. Take it away, Jack. Who are these people? The shouting is a temporary side effect of the unfreezing process. So do, what, do you want me to keep going from there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you can. Yes, I'm having difficulty controlling the volume of my voice! Oh, oh my God! Oh, 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 yeah! And he, he literally went loud yeah. on the word he goes loud on. I mean, he's Look, got Austin it. Powers deserves the, the best treatment. For people, if people were wondering whether he did, have a listen. The shouting is a temporary side effect of the unfreezing process. Yes, I'm having difficulty controlling the volume of my voice! Jock, slam dunk, straight okay. out of the gates. We're starting with some easier ones. Let's go to the Lion King. The Lion, yeah, Lion King. King. Hey, you feel confident with Lion King, Jock? Oh, well, look, I've, it's on the list. I, have, I haven't seen it since I was probably about... 11 or 12, oh but uh, have, have a crack. <laughs> Why'd you put it on the list? <laughs> oh, well, because I... You've just let's, admitted let's, you were falling in love go. with the idea of a long list. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, okay good go. luck. All right. Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata? Yeah, it's our motto. What's your motto? Nothing. What's the motto with you? Oh, good. <laughs> he's got it. <laughs> Again, for people listening that are angry with the selection here, these are softballs. Softballs. But these are softballs to get your eye in, but for, for confirmation. What's the motto? Nothing. What's the motto with you? 
Well done. Good. Okay. Even had the Joyzy accent too. Let's, <laughs> Joyzy accent. Fantastic. Let's head from animated. Oh, I was more Kiwi, I guess. Whoops. To oh, uh, <laughs> to some Jim Carrey yeah. wonders in Dumb and Dumber. Good luck. Got room for one more if you still want to go to Aspen. Where did you find that? Mm, okay, all right. Just give me a second. I have to go over this in my head if that's all right. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. I would love to hear a master at work. Traded some va- traded some kid w- uh, for the van back at back in town. I can get twenty miles to the gallon on this hog. It's not perfect, but I think it's almost there. Let's have a, list. Oh, let's, let's, let's have a listen. Where did you find that? Some kid back in town. Traded the van for it straight up. I can get 70 miles to the gallon on this hog. Oh, we got to give it to him. We've got to give it to him. Pretty, pretty good. Okay. All right. Getting harder? Yeah. Getting harder. Let's head to Forrest Gump. Now, when our producer called you the other day and said, oh, hey, you know, do you want to have a chat on the podcast? You were watching this film. <laughs> I was. <laughs> <laughs> so it should be fresh. You were watching Forrest Gump I when Greenwood called I was. you. Oh, dear. This is a tricky okay. one, actually. Now, these are getting harder, so it's yep. obviously not going to be box of chocolates. Mm. Yep. Uh, it, we've tried to find some dialogue here. Deep cuts. Some deep cuts. Some album tracks. Some okay. stuff, <laughs> some stuff single. that's just, you know, gluing together yep. the masterpiece scenes. Yeah, okay. Take it Oh, away. you sneaky boys. Okay. <laughs> What's your sole purpose in this army? To do whatever you tell me, drill sergeant. My God, Gump, that's the best answer I've ever heard. You are some kind of goddamn genius, Gump. Let's have a listen. To do whatever you tell me, drill sergeant. God damn it, Gump. You're a goddamn genius. That's the most outstanding answer I've ever heard. You must have a goddamn IQ of 160. You are goddamn gifted, Private Gump. He's got it. Oh, I mean, you got, you got <laughs> key moments and the gist. Wow. All right. We've got one more. I mean... It has been impressive. This is good. This and is a difficult one this here. This is what we want to see from people listing their special skills at uh, the VIP uh, list at kmissionary.com. We're going to test you. We're going to audit your special skills. We love the idea of the skills audit. Mm. And basically, if this was uh, an ATO audit, mm. we'd be going, right, we've gone through the last four and a half years of transactions. Yeah. I, I can't fault you. Yes. Uh, you've lodged every single cashier you've ever done. No one does that. <laughs> yeah. uh, you're a model citizen. Yeah. You've paid your tax. We thank you on behalf of the government. We've just got one more account to check. Exactly. This is now, is it a Swiss bank account? <laughs> or is it a Dolomites account that's got all the all the T's crossed and the I's dotted? Famous Hugh Grant, uh, Julie Roberts film, Notting Hill. Yeah. Take it away. I absolutely, totally and utterly adore you. And I just think... You are the most beautiful woman in the world. And I genuinely believe, and I've believed for some time now, that we could be best friends. What do you think? Oh, my God. God. Lucky me. Listen. And I just think you are the most beautiful woman in the world. And more importantly, I I, I genuinely believe, and I've believed for some time now, that that, that we could be best friends. What do you think? Unbelievable. Jump, you are unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. Well, it's, it's a great movie. It's a, oh, yes, it is a great movie, I mean, but, but that's... That's like that's, not even one of the lead characters doing you, the bit. You're incredible. That's like well, super, Superman uh, stopping a nuclear missile from hitting Metropolis, yeah. throwing the rocket out to the ocean, everyone going, you're incredible, Superman, and him going, what's worth saving? The city's a great city. <laughs> well, that's I, um, not the amazing thing. You <laughs> just threw a bloody nuclear <laughs> weapon over the horizon. <laughs> I told my sister the other day that, that this was all happening and she said, oh, tell them, tell them about when we were driving up to Gunnedah. So 
um, a few years ago when I was on my L's, we were driving up to Gunnedah, which is where my family's from originally. Sure. Can you, and, and, and Miranda um, Kerr, no doubt you're yeah, up there that's just it. <laughs> <laughs> scouting oh, look, around. Yeah, childhood romance, look, she's, she's going to deny it. But, it <laughs> um, but no, we, uh, the radio was broken and, and so um, I was driving and, and I, I rattled off the uh, script to Notting Hill because we didn't have any music to listen to. And You played I, out the whole film to your well, sister? M- more or less, yeah. It's a, it's a goodie. I really I love that movie. Just, I, I can you, tell. Yeah. Are you aware? Are <laughs> like, getting that vibe? Are you aware, you know, there's a thing called the, I think it's called like the World Seed Vault. It's in Norway. They buried it in the ice. And like every seed for every plant or crop or whatever on planet Earth is stored in the vault in case there's like a a crazy Armageddon. We've always got a bank, like a seed bank. Mm. Okay. We should lock you away somewhere (laughs) just in case the internet goes down and we lose DVDs and we need someone to remember all of (laughs) mankind's (laughs) best rom-coms and children's animated films. Do I I have a portal? DVD with a with a, yeah, yeah, a reper- s- repertoire of Hugh Grant. Movies. I suppose if we're putting the discs in there with you, we don't need to lock you up for your life. <laughs> oh, I guess it's sort of defeats the purpose. But yeah. Well done, Jock. Oh, Fantastic. Thanks, you passed the order. What a legend. Oh, phew. I was, I, was, I was nervous. That's great. <laughs> hey, Jock, when we get the H&A coin, you're getting one. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah, stay tuned. No worries. And uh, fresh off... Uh, what just happened oh, with sure. Jock? Incredible. Yeah. And giving away our first coin. Um, also incredible. We probably didn't celebrate as, well, it's actually, we're much giving, as we should have. We're actually giving away our 17th H&A coin. You've got an eight-coin coin yeah. coming to you. i got an eight-coin coin coming to me. Jack, you can have an eight-coin coin. You've got to earn it. Yep. Or pay for it. Or pay for it. I, won't, I definitely won't buy it, but I am interested well, in careful getting what you, it in other careful, ways. Careful of the rules you place on it, because I think once you start seeing people enjoying their H&A coin, hmm. you'll want one at all costs. When I see it being used at like Target and does anyone use Bitcoin at Target? No. Yes. Not. Yet it is still worth <laughs> between ten and fifteen thousand dollars, depending on what time of the day it is. Yep. And as we've stated on previous episodes, what, what would you buy with it at Target? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, do you, what do you want? What do you, what do you need at Target at the moment? <laughs> What's the, what's the no, just, that's the first store that came to mind. You know what actually happened in my head? I went, I thought of a store just to fill in any store and mm. I thought of Kmart. I was like, well, I don't want to do Kmart. They'll make fun of me for shopping at Kmart. And then I did tar- Target, which is sort and of And all just- of that happened so quickly. Again, <laughs> inside the mind of a genius. <laughs> How does he come up with his references? Yes, I, I, I look forward to spending my coin at Tiff at Rebel Sport. <laughs> I'm not going to Tiffany's. Um, Hame, yes, we gave it away. We gave one away. Look. But we don't have any yet. They're on their way. I just wanted to make you a quick announcement. This. this is for the third week I, in a row of I them on their you, way type chat. I bet you a one yep. coin coin. Yes. They'll be here by next week. Oh, okay. So then you could be the largest coin holder, if I'm wrong. Great. But I don't do I, am I betting my coin back to you? Or are you just betting Who cares, man? We're in charge of the bank. <laughs> <laughs> we just give each other coins all day long. Cool. Anyway, next on next episode, we will have them in our hand mm. and we will enjoy feeling them and marvelling at them. Yes. What I wanted to just ask you quickly was, as people know if they've been following the H&A coin saga, there's a few things printed on the coin. One of them is this coin equals one Bitcoin mm. at all times. So that gives the H&A coin at the moment quite a giant value. On the American dollar note, which is America's go at having a currency, mm. They sort of they've done an H and A coin thing themselves, but they got coins, they got notes. Yep. They, they Greenbacks. Did, they, they, did, they did a whole catalogue of. They yep. overcomplicated it, yep. but they've got all these different ones. And on the US currency, have you ever seen printed? It says this note is legal tender for all debts, public and private. 
Okay. Have you seen that printed on there? Seen yeah. that, Jacko? I haven't noticed that. So it's like it's like it's just I suppose explaining what money is. Yes. Now, would we have the same policy with our H and A coin? Like to you know, it can be used the same way for all debts, public and private. Um, let's only go with public debts. <laughs> Any private ones you can't settle. So if I make a debt public, I could settle it with H and A coin. No, I'm going to say no. You're smelling a rat oh, because and your nose like... is working, sir. <laughs> because I, I, feel I owe like... you a debt. What what debt do you owe me? I've owed you a, I've owed you a debt for some weeks now. Oh, yeah. The Sophie Monk bet. Ah, yes. Oh. And I was wondering, sir, if I may settle up <laughs> in H&A Coin. May I settle? I'd like to settle next week in, in H&A Coin. No, well... Should we? We have to explain what the bet is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then <laughs> the bet was when you were into the Bachelorette. Yeah. And when they got together, I was like, "This is ridiculous." They're not. I I bet you Hamish a thousand dollars. They came on the radio show last year. Yeah. Soph and Stew. Now I, I bet at, you a thousand dollars. No one thought they were in love, and I wasn't saying these guys are going to get married. No. It was more of a bet of how long will they maintain this charade? Mm. Because I think Australia was smelling rats as well. Yeah. And there was rumours flying around, no, no, they're broken up. They came and said, no, 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 we're, you know, we're in it. And said, all right, you've got to keep this up. You've said you're in love. You yeah. have to keep it up. Now, I think you thought that they had like a six-month contract or a year contract or something. I said I'd be surprised if, if no, they'll break up privately, but yeah. they won't publicly go we're, we're split yeah. for six months. So the bet was laid. So, ben, so Andy, like, Andy, you I, were like, they're not going to make it to the car park. I, yeah, I, I was said, like, I was I, like, I, we know they're not in love, but you know, yeah. how long are they going to say they're in love for? So the bet was they had to have publicly separated. Yeah, they had to publicly acknowledge it. I, I wrote the bet down. It's in the calendar appointment, which I invited an, you to. Sent an iCal appointment to me. <laughs> Hamish and Andy, Sophie Monk breakup bet. Yeah. As of the twenty seventh of July, twenty eighteen. So missed it by oh, miles. So the only reason it came up th- is I was looking forward in the calendar. You know, you look forward. If you're on month view, it has a dot if something's on that date. Yeah. And there's like nothing. Yeah. You know, anything past the next few weeks, there's nothing. And I was like, what is this? And I was like, oh, it's, you know, going to be regatta day or something, like yeah. some public holiday in a, in a state. And I clicked and I went, oh, damn it. Yes. And then I, and then it, I didn't have the amount in the title. I went, what was that for, 100 bucks? That was $1,000. Yeah, in the description. <laughs> Better thousand dollars for the biggest bet I've ever made. <laughs> so in the description, one thousand dollar bet that Monk and I've actually written and but I think I meant to write and uh, it fell. <laughs> void, void, void. <laughs> and Laundy, isn't it? Uh, Laundy have publicly separated by this date. Andy is yes, Hamish is no. <laughs> you, you made it so clear. So I saw that with a sinking heart the other day yeah. and went, geez, there's nothing like, I mean, it's like looking at, hmm. it's like looking at a losing ticket stub and just going, well, I know, I know what's happened. I don't need to keep looking at this. But yeah. I wondered, uh, you know, at yeah. the same time, I was really like, geez, I'm a thousand in the hole here. I'm about to get all of this <laughs> crazy, huge yeah. wealth with H&A coin. Yeah. And one coin is worth, you know, 10 times okay. that amount. Yep. Want to just probably would be a smart move from you to allow me to settle a private do with public debt now. Yeah. I've made it public. Yes. <laughs> settle that with a coin. Yeah, I'm going to say no. <laughs> Damn you. Don't you use that bill. <laughs> I've got something to ask of 
Jack and Hamish here. You come to the right place. Um, <laughs> we are, we <laughs> exactly. are both here. <laughs> both here. I've got a story that I wanted to tell on the podcast. You may tell it. Thank you but for asking. It only works if I use a swear word. All right. Oh, well, what are the rules now? I think well, that's my... this is always going to happen. You know what the rules are? We that's can, my question. We can do a shit in a dick. <laughs> <laughs> we can. It sounded like we, we could, could actually throw, do. Yeah, we could do we a could, shit. <laughs> we could. You can't really do a dick. <laughs> we could draw one. Anyway, just before you. I'm just saying. Saying. You can all, say, Yes, we, that we, level. Heard, we heard we heard what oh, you said. Oh, well, you're the one that wants to swear, mate. I think Stop it comes so down sensitive to, about it. Per, like, do you think um, families would still listen to the podcast in their cars with young children? And if you guys... Do they do that? Do, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> do you think they do? Oh, right. Road so, trip. And, road trip podcast. Yeah, and, probably. And do we want to alienate them? Well, I'll give you a bit of a warning then. Bit of a, bit, of a, bit of a retrospective warning. Yeah. I said a few bad words. You said Ness and a D recently. before. Yeah. I won't... I'll try not to... Go back to the bucket full of D's and S's and throw them around <laughs> willy nilly. <laughs> more for the cleaners than anything else. <laughs> but what I was going to say is, like, anything above that level, we, we we then have to put a little E next to our podcast and it becomes an explicit podcast. Right. Oh, yeah. Good and, point. and do we, if, if we do an E, if what? we have one episode that's an explicit podcast, I would have thought we'd have a huge run up to it and it would be like, a global event. Okay. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I need to use an F. Do you have to use an F though? I have to, for the for the story. I need. I need, That's what I'm saying. I'm not just trying to throw it out for effect. It's like for the story, it relies on an F. And I thought the way around it would be like, do we, do we perhaps, do I perhaps tell the story at the end of the podcast? So if for families and cars and etc., they can just skip it. We go to them. Hey guys, switch this one off now. You can listen when you're 25. Unleash an F. When your kids have your own kids, then you can listen. When your mummies and daddies. <laughs> <laughs> but or, or if, we, if we're not or, 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 if yeah. we're not ready to have the little E with a box around Just it, yet. such a huge jump to make, yeah. isn't it? It is. Like is it, it not a event that we could beep it, or does it lose value to the story? Good question. You could say it to us. Everyone knows what you're saying, but we're just going to try to get around having the E. Uh, what I don't want people to do is go, oh. Hamish and Andy have done a podcast. They're a bit late to it. They yeah. look at it, they go, right, four episodes. Okay, so, oh, gee, they're swearing by episode four, are they? Yeah, okay. Wheels yeah. fell off quickly because that's what that E says to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, he's lost it. I think. Well, you're the one throwing the bucket around the yeah. S&Ds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was told to clean it. That's what before I started to put the lid, lid on my bucket. I think, I was, could we beep it? Because then we could build up. Then we could have. Like, why don't we do, you know, a special show mm. later in the year where we build up to the E, the special like, the Black e, Label okay. show. Do you want me to save the story for the Black Label show? Oh, Jesus, a big run up though. Is it good? Now, good. now it puts pressure on the story and to I be does, good. doesn't it? Right it, now, you'd, if I was you, I'd tell the story immediately. <laughs> <laughs> because the longer we talk about yeah. this, the more the pressure's building. Without an F? Or with a beep? With a beep. Right now, you're standing there... Yeah. You know, asking the crowd to clap at the Olympics, <laughs> and behind you, the officials are moving the bar on the high jump up like five centimeters, five centimeters, five centimeters, and you're going, "Come on, everybody, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie!" And you're going to turn around, and it's a six meter bar. <laughs> okay, for high jump. Yeah, for high jump. No, okay, it was pole vault. <laughs> pole vault piece of cake. But I'm, I said high jump. <laughs> six meters is not an easy piece of cake on pole vault, though. Okay, not hard. Should we I beat? Should we beat it? <laughs> 
Sorry. And he's still talking about his language. Now we're having an argument over what's a world record height for Bob on. Six metres. I, th- metres I, I, th- I thought the world record was somewhere in the fives. You reckon? I thought it would be near, near 10. <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't think they're doing 10 metres. Off the high board? <laughs> yeah. Because I thought I mean, at the best. 10 is huge. You yeah, I know, mate. I thought at the Institute of Sport, one of the funny things to do if you're a pole vaulter is run into the pool where they're practising the diving and pole vault right up and just land, <laughs> just make it up onto the platform. 6.16. <laughs> that's the world record. You're right. Well, that's what you've got a high job yeah. now. <laughs> so, anyway, okay, I'll tell it and we'll beep. Okay. Now or at the end of the podcast? Right now. Okay. Good luck. Thank you. Do you need me anymore? Or? Uh, no. Thanks. Except for the beep. Yes. Okay. Um, so, Beck and I, um, well, I was introduced. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the pressure. I mean, well, you know immediately where my head went. <laughs> Beck and I, we had a half an hour, so we thought we'd... <laughs> you didn't need to use it. Distasteful. <laughs> No, save it. Save it for our explicit show. Save it. Save it. Save it. We'll see if the bar drops down now over the next months. <laughs> and I promise you guys a treat. And as always, mm. I will deliver now. <laughs> oh, no. no. <laughs> okay. Just... Treats are plenty. Okay. I'll never promise you a treat that I can't deliver. Now... Mm. Um, You'll promise what you perceive to be a, t- a treat. Uh, we have already established on the show that the the H&A coin is still on its way. Yes. But I say again, because every coin we minted is worth one Bitcoin, yeah. we are sitting on about $3 million worth of coins. Or we're not. Of analog Someone currency. else is because they're not here. It's on its way being shipped under Armour Guard, okay. under fierce Armour Guard security. Mm-hmm. So I was sitting there during the week going, okay, uh, when we started the year, we didn't have much left in the joint account. Yeah. But now... Sure, there's not much more on the joint account, mm. but we've got all this analog currency on its way mm. and we're going to be completely rolling in it. Isn't it time to celebrate? No. So I decided to <laughs> grab the old joint account and purchase a little something, little preemptive celebration, if I may. Something I saw on the internet this week, just as I was having this thought going, how can I treat the boys? Okay. I, <laughs> and, and I'm racking my brains. Yep. Then I see this thing come up online and I went, yep, that is exactly how I treat the boys. Coming into the studio now is a delicious and refreshing... I haven't gone crazy, Ando. Just bought us a few bottles of water. What's the the big deal, I say to you? I mean, it is... Oh, gee, that's nice water. It comes in its own tin. You got... Svalbardi water, Ando. Yep. Is the world's purest water. Um, (laughs) It's from an iceberg iceberg just off the coast of Norway. Let me just give you... yeah, polar iceberg water, bottled in uh, Longyearbyen. How much did that cost? The t- it's called the taste of snow in air. And I don't know if you've ever tasted that, but my God, I have, and that's delicious. So here we go, just 750 mils, yep. right near the North Pole. Um, yeah, but how much did that cost before we little, open it? It comes with a little slip in here. Um, uh, they recommend you have it slightly chilled, so yeah. I guess like a normal water. Yeah. Um, it's pleasingly cool with a flavour-enhancing taste oh, and mouthfeel. Hang, hang on, We recommend that you have it <laughs> chilled. It's pleasingly cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's because we chilled it. Yeah. Like, you can do that for any drink. This drink. is how to enjoy the yeah, water. I know, it comes to sleep. We direct you from Svalbard's Iceberg. You can't say chill it and yeah. then goes, it's pleasantly cool because it's the chilling that cooled it. Yeah, well, it might also be for some sort of molecular thing too. 
Um, it, it, if you do serve it, um, cool, it provides maximum taste and mouthfeel differentiation versus, mm. you know, a warmer temperature. Uh, it's basically, yeah, they're, they're saying it's because it's just, just a thousand kilometers from the North Pole is where the iceberg water comes from. Uh, it's got a light as air taste and a velvet smooth mouthfeel. So okay. get ready to enjoy. Well, before we open it, how much did it cost? Can you put a price on the most exclusive order in the world? This bottle is one from a limited edition of only 13,000 bottles ever made. How much? Because we're not going to open it if it's too much. Can I, do you want to hear the back a little bit no, more? No, I don't it? want to hear the back. <laughs> this pristine ice locked up for as much as 4,000 years Who and cares? fresh as the day it fell as snow. Water's captured, water. melted. It's not water. That's what they're trying to say. It's Felbardi. Yeah. And bottled during its brief few months of life before it melts away forever, the ultimate in Epicurean water, Svalbardi, brings you the taste experience of ancient snow in air. They like that line. But how can it be in air? I don't know. That's just what the taste they're going for. Well, you know, like I had an air freshener once yeah. that literally the scent of the air freshener was cupcake with icing. And I went, oh, come on. Why put icing? You know, just say cupcake, yeah. sprayed it, and bugger me. You can, <laughs> you can smell the icing. You actually can smell the vanilla icing. So it does help to describe exactly what tastes and smells are. So it's the taste of snow in air. Snow in water air. form. See, what's that? So it's, it's actually the three states of water. So like snow, snow vapor, falling. Water. This tastes like snow falling. This tastes like pure North Pole glacian snow how falling much? on your tongue. How much? You mean how long till we taste it? No, you've opened <laughs> Right now, it. sir, as I open up bottle number one, remembering we have two. I'm taking away <laughs> bottle number two just Good, in case these are a expensive. Nice clean open. Yep. Mind if I sample the goods? <laughs> how much? <laughs> how much did it cost? I mean, that is nice. That is a taste of snow in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me pour you a glass, my worrying Warren. <laughs> how much? Old frugal Fred. Don't worry, it's already paid for. Really. <laughs> <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't give it. They would, uh, trust me, if you, if you knew how much it cost, they wouldn't be giving us this water on spec. How is it, Annie? It tastes like water. It tastes exactly like water. Can yeah. I have some? And snow in there. No, it doesn't. Jack, have some. You wouldn't be able to pick a lineup. You wouldn't. I could line up. I'll line up <laughs> Spasbardi or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> What's it called? Uh, Spasbardi. <laughs> Spellbardi. Spellbardi. <laughs> not Smazmardi. <laughs> okay. Um, Gorgeous, isn't it, Jacko? Cheers, boys. Mm. Spellbardi. Spellbardi. You would not. <laughs> you will not. You will not. Jack. What do you say? He's pleasantly cooling, but he. Jack's at his own mental tectonic plates here. He's yeah. having worlds collide because he hates excess and he hates the he hates the elite. Yet he loves free shit. <laughs> so Jack's like, what do I do? It's a, it's only about 150 bucks a bottle. This is ridiculous. it's more expensive than Bollinger champagne. We will do cheers, cheers guys. We will run a test next week. What, what do you reckon, Jake? Well, you gave us a generous amount. If it's that expensive, thank you. We'll run a test. <laughs> thank you. Next it's week. all team money. I'll line up. Full glass. I'll, I'll line up. Well, we have got Pete Helling coming in next. Do we want to? Do we want to? Do we want to play with Pete Helling? Okay, we'll line up four waters. Yep. And can he pick Svalbardi? Can he? Yeah. What's the most expensive water? <laughs> and I'd also like to shoot with your guys' permission yeah. a slow mo of us flicking drops on each other because it's probably about a dollar a mil. <laughs> So it's just like, like you know, just us flicking bits at each other going, yes. like they're dollar coins, like making it rain on each other. Okay. Jake waste, finished his whole glass, waste, thirsty boy. <laughs> waste, waste of money. Waste of money. Thirsty free weasel. Peter Hellier, welcome. Hey, Hamish. Hey, Andy. <laughs> Oh, no, drop the energy. It's a podcast. <laughs> oh, it's fine. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, man. We you're, our first, you're our first live guest. <laughs> Is that right? On the podcast. Yeah. You know, I was, I was running late We're, today, as you yeah. know, as you know. but yes. I, there was a part of me that was like, it's not like 
and I sent is a text message yeah. like yeah as a joke, but I was like, is there you guys are probably kind of at the forefront of like somehow making podcasts live or something? Well, we weren't we weren't going to mention it because of course to people that listen to the podcast they just hear a ding, then like a you know, then like a a sound effect, and so it would appear that you just sort of stepped on. But yes, we waited for some time. to Andy, I was like, this is actually. The evidence of people's mentality switching between doing a live radio show. Yeah, like you no would one never would do this for a live no radio. No one would ever be late to radio. I've never even heard of happening and guests missing it. Like in our twelve years of doing radio, never had a guest be late. Podcast, Pete's like, oh, there's a podcast. <laughs> I might get there in. when I get there. I might come tomorrow, guys. I assume you'll be hanging around. Can we do it on the phone. <laughs> Peter Hellier, um, obviously people have seen you on the project. Gold mm. Logie nominee last year, but mm. you've got the comedy festival coming up. Mm. Uh, Big Boy Pants. Uh, check out the details for comedy. Festival.com.au and also Frankie Fish and the Great Wall of Chaos, your new book. Yeah. How's it been? I mean, how long does it take to write? These are young novels, we should point out. Yeah, kids' so books. When I, you say kids' books, this is not just pictures. Um, you know, you actually, no. t- it takes a bit of time. How many pages in a, in a, uh, in a Frankie Fish? Oh, it's a good, good question. It's about 30,000 words. Um, yeah, right. so, so it's a proper. <laughs> How, how many words was, uh, That's a lot. did I open this book? Oh, about 150. <laughs> <laughs> Andy could have texted it to the publisher. <laughs> Pete, be honest. I assume you write in Word or whatever. Yeah, yeah. How often do you check the word count and go, God, jeez, I'm going to No, I... <laughs> I do usually around the halfway point. Okay, usually I, when it's, but, but, do I, you I mentally go? I bet I'm at twenty thousand. Fourteen and up. <laughs> <laughs> God, I bet those are using long words. Yeah, no, you you yeah. do find yourself a little bit disappointed. <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> oh my God. Speaking to the editor, going, can we increase the margins? <laughs> yeah, what about double spacing? <laughs> double do you, spacing. What do we do? You know, autobiographies have that cool photo section in the middle. What about? I uh, just take a few photos of me writing the book, and we can pat it out. Can we increase the margins? It's just, <laughs> well, um, what do you do? You kind of do you what's your writing day like do you reward yourself to go okay if i do 10 pages i get to have a cookie or i get to watch tv or something do you no, need I, to- I, I had the cookie with that before i start <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you do the old you, the horse gets to eat out of the chaff the, 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 well, yes. the oats bag and then he has to run the race i mean what you're what you're asking about and what you're almost describing is the ideal life of a writer like, like you know, i'm probably thinking of Ernest hemingway yeah, <laughs> not you sitting in your undies eating cereal <laughs> putting bets on the horse racing on TV and banging out a few pages. I'm pretty sure Hemingway wrote in his undies. But <laughs> what what I, because of, uh, Hemingway wasn't working on uh, the project, the project yep. and uh, doing live stand-up and... and uh, if you just tune into the podcast, well. Peter Helley is saying he's Slam. better than Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> just slamming <laughs> Hemingway. <laughs> and don't get me started on Oscar Wilde. I mean, <laughs> Too many quips, not yeah. enough books. <laughs> so, I mean, the ideal, the, the dream... It is to be able to go to Italy for six months and, and to yeah. write and looking over a vineyard. But I tend to write when I get the opportunity, when I, you know, after I come home from, from doing the project and I will write for three hours when I get home because that's the opportunity yeah. I have. So <laughs> it's, it's when, the when, window. Yeah, it's the window. So um, I, I do that and, um, yeah, yeah it's, it's more discipline than um, recreation. <laughs> How do you get the time then to put together a stage show for, you know, obviously for stand-up and, or even going out and doing shows? Yeah, it, it's... It's very good at compartmentalizing. Yep. I've gotten good at it. Yep. I used to be horrible. And um, but, but I will. It's something. The thing about the live show is that I knew on February the first this year I was going to stay, stand in front of seven hundred people at the Heath Ledger Theatre in Perth. Yeah. Yep. And that lights a fire. Yeah. Under you. Fear you know, is like, a wonderful yeah, motivator. Yeah. <laughs> like a publisher can kind of you know push back a deadline by a week. Yeah. You know. Um, yep. And uh, you know the project I can just you know. Make sure I, there's plenty of YouTube clips for me to throw to. Um, yeah. But it's not really going to cut it if you stand up in front of people and go, "Look, 
Show's only 22 minutes. <laughs> but I can show you what I have been working on. <laughs> Chapter 7. I got some Frankie was worried. <laughs> I got some nice ideas for routines. Uh, this is where I'm kind of thinking this show might end up. Let me read a few of my notes from my phone that uh, were scraps. Well, Pete, look, talking about the project, uh, you God like you nominated last year. Yeah. Uh, you've yeah. probably got to have an inkling it's not going to happen again this year well, because you're up, you've got Lease on the desk. You've got, you got Carrie Lisa and Wally, Wilkinson, yeah. very worthy. Yeah. You've got no. Lease who's going to get a nod. I yeah. mean, they're not going to get four people nominated, are they? No, no, they're not. The window's not. closed, hasn't no. it? No, uh, <laughs> the window is, is firmly shut. Uh, it's been painted shut. Uh, it's it's Tommy Little, uh, you know, does Sundays. Uh, he's probably in there with a chance. Lima does Fridays. Yeah. You know, there's Steve be, Price probably get nominated Friday. With all due to to Tommy and Lemo if they are Gold Logie winners this year that would be an incredible <laughs> bounce back well because of the way the uh, the nominations and I'm, I'm not really completely across but it's been described to me that, that there are some shows and and people who have been nominated who aren't on air yet. Like there's yeah, a, Rose, a, Rose Movie Show is nominated. <laughs> yeah, or is right. nominated to be nominated. Yeah. So but, they came what? out the other week. It's probably about two weeks ago How now. How can that, it be nominated to be nominated now and well, not even So I read that clickbait, got sucked in, and you can't actually look at who's nominated to be nominated without having to vote your way through it. Right. So, I, so you voted. You well, voted. I'm voting for Andy. I've filled out the form and stuff. <laughs> but then you get to the end and they go, right, what's your name? What's your address? And I voted for True Story. Yes. And I was like... No, we need that. I was like, I was like, I just feel weird about this being on record. <laughs> I'm voting for myself, so I chickened out and I closed the window. Down. I, well, I voted for myself last year only to go through the process because I get that I'm getting asked about, yeah. you know, like uh, who you're up against and, and, and how does it work. But if you only go so through a process, you could have voted for someone else. No, no, but I, once I was there, <laughs> having said I, that, I'm, I'm not going to throw one Tommy Little's way. I voted for me, and I voted for the shows that I knew wouldn't win uh, yeah. outside of the uh, the project. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, but there's also I think there's a neighbours really actress. Under, yeah, I don't understand how it works. This but year. there's a neighbours actress who won't be on air. She's nominated to be nominated, but she won't be on air yet until a week before the Logies. The Logies. Wow. So she could win best, best I mean, actress, most popular actress or best actress. Just thinking about it, Tommy Little is a chance on the Gold Coast this year. They'll give it to a guy with a tat sleeve. I mean, <laughs> like, it's the Gold Coast Logies. Like we're, we're not going to give it to Pete. Warwick Cabot could be giving <laughs> it to Tommy Little. <laughs> <laughs> really, really good. Um, Comedyfestival.com.au uh, for Pete's show, uh, Big Boy Pants. But Pete, mm. you stumbled into yeah. what was a fight between Hamish and I. We have a joint account. No, I was listening on the way in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Usually that lie works. I actually, I actually caught myself going, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> but what is this fight I know nothing about? Um, well, Ham, yeah. we have a joint account. Hamish mm. tends to spend from it. Willy nilly <laughs> and not ask me. I'd pay our taxes and things like that. Boring. Right. <laughs> not and anymore, you don't. Because I'm draining it, boy. And because it's a podcast now, I said, can you just keep a little lid? Yeah. On it's not radio. <laughs> you keep the a about, lid on the, the extracurricular about, purchases. The thing about and lids is I, for any for anyone that's put a lid on a drink as a plane's landing and there's a pressure differential, not all lids hold perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for anyone that's had a pop top juice in their handbag, that's um, that's been a mum. Yeah. Uh, not all lids hold. So Good that's point. unfortunately one of the lids I put on our joint account, and some <laughs> money leaked out, and I was able to treat the boys, Pete. Treat the boys. That's what life's all about. Treat the fellas today. Got him a bottle of Svelbardi. Got two bottles of oh, Svelbardi. Svelbardi. Iceberg water. Iceberg water. It's the most expensive water in the world. Costs more than Bollinger. 
Okay. I, I, I actually thought somebody had given you whiskey or it was like a vodka. Yeah, it comes it, in like a Glenfiddich sleeve. It's not even sparkling. <laughs> it's, it's still water. Well, that would disturb the purity, Anna. You'd have to get air then from like the stratosphere to carbonate it with. You wouldn't use earth air. I have lined up. Can I say, Anna, uh, Jack pointed this out before too, and I think it's worth mentioning. He goes, it's got, he noticed it's got the fine water society seal of approval on it. <laughs> Established 2000. Oh, so you know it's good stuff. What a hoot. I <laughs> wish I was at their Christmas must, party. Must have been a big day when they stand that baby. Guys, is this Fiji? I'm so sorry we didn't have any spell party. <laughs> then, then underneath it's got a stamp going, uh, certified carbon neutral country uh, company. I question that. I mean, we're drinking, we're in Australia <laughs> drinking iceberg water that you've got. You've driven a boat to an iceberg, you've melted it down, then shipped a bottle to the other, <laughs> other pole of the planet, and you're telling me it's carbon neutral? <laughs> I respect your endeavours, but I call foul on the neutrality of the water. <laughs> Here is the game, though. Mm. I've set up four glasses, different varieties of water. I'd love you and Hamish to work through them. Easy peasy. And yep. then... Because Pete, while because you, you were a bit tell? late, because you were a bit late during yep. that sort of 15, 20 minute interval, I finished one of our bottles. <laughs> I've I've got some bad news for you, Ando. I got a taste of Selbardi now, <laughs> and I probably drink it every show. We right. actually made a film clip on the rooftop to the tune of "We Like to Party." We like Selbardi. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you've got a taste for it because I, I don't do. think you can taste the difference. I so do. start with number one, guys. Have a little bit of a swizzle of that. Okay. Sniffing it. Mm. That's not Selbardi. No, sir. I wouldn't think so. <laughs> wouldn't think so. <laughs> Guys, that was Spielberg. <laughs> it's too warm. It's too warm. You've served that too warm. I haven't. I well, you've let it heat up. You've let Is it, it heat really? up. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> we don't no. have to go through the rest. That's not the taste of snow no. in here. Number two. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> that was it. And this. <laughs> I got that no, it's not Spielberg. Yeah, I know it's not because number one was the one that you said wasn't. Number two, that's not Spielberg. <laughs> Let's try number four. No, that's a tap water. Uh, number one was Felbardi. <laughs> now, yeah, now that I, now that my taste buds and my palate is used to water, yeah, yeah. Yeah. let me just have another little yeah, number one. Felbardi. Number one is it's quite a lovely drop, actually. That's the taste of snow. And there. worth every cent. Guys, yeah, thank you. Over hundred no. pounds. I had to get it from England again, <laughs> ruining the carbon neutrality of the water. <laughs> hey, we're not getting any more of that. I'm trying to sell mm. this one on eBay. Pete, thanks for coming in. Comedyfestival.com. Mm, the big toys pants, and also Frankie Fish. And the Great Wall of Chaos. Thanks very much. True, Congratulations. Guys. You're giving away bottles of Svelbardi at the Svelbardi. gigs. Yeah, it's free. <laughs> Look under your seats when you get there. <laughs>Hey, before we go uh, this week, we were uh, filming a couple of weeks back at my old school Yeah, uh, for True Story, which yep. will be back out uh, later on in the year, everybody. People might have seen on our social pipes uh, where I found some graffiti at the school. <laughs> no, you, you went and graffitied my school. That's easy for you to say. And you wrote my name to prove. It, No, it's not. It's very obvious that it's your handwriting. <laughs> well, I think it's a pretty big coincidence that the, the one toilet I happen to walk into is graffitied by you and you're blaming me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> As I was saying that, I realised some people may say that proves your point, not mine. But no, if you look at the show notes for the podcast, which we have never had, but I hear people say it on other podcasts, yeah. if you look at the show notes, I'm completely vindicated. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, a, a teacher, an old teacher of mine, David Byrne, Mr. Byrne, Bernie. Um, came in and he was... He's the, he used to play the organ for us at, at uh, Assembly when we were doing group songs. 
And you went to school uh, at St. Leonard's. Yes, I did. And you We had an organ at our school. Yeah, and it was played by uh, Gra- Mr. Perot. Yeah, Graham, was it? May as well be. Yeah. <laughs> no idea what his first name would be. Well, Graham Perot. The thing was, Hamish said this. Hamish goes, oh, yeah, we had an organist at our school, Mr. Perot. And David goes, oh, Graham. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I know. I know. I know Graham. Because they're all mates. All the organists <laughs> are buddies. <laughs> and that was a surprise for us. Yeah. And then, but then when you think all... it through, you go, I suppose. of course. Well, of course. You're going you're gonna to have, you know, have a mingle with your buddies. With, the, with your organ buddies. And then... Um, Mr. Byrne goes to me, in fact, um, Mr. Prot, well, he was saying Graham, I think yeah. his name was, he goes, Graham um, was actually at my school back in the day. Yeah, they were high school and, buddies. Um, he was a year above me and, uh, gosh, he pulled a hell of a prank <laughs> on the last day of school. I was like, oh, right, what was that? He said he was uh, on the organ at assembly and he was playing uh, for all the students and uh, he had to play the traditional music as the teachers walked in. And as the teachers walked in, he played Here Comes the Bride instead of the traditional music. And uh, it was hilarious. And he actually lost lost his prefix. So So he lost his prefix. Mad Dog Parade was dropping musical bombshells from the organ and absolutely razzing the teachers. And, you know, it was one of those stories where... Someone's telling you something was wild and you're waiting. You realise the wild bits happened and then you have to be like, oh, my wow, goodness. Gosh. That would have they... sent ripples through the organ community. <laughs> the teachers must have been pulling their hair out. <laughs> so offended. So anyway, it appeared to us that maybe... Because schools were so strict back then. Like one, it's like, it's like, like a PO war camp. Yeah. It's sort of like, you know, well, I wore shoes and you're not meant to. <laughs> you know, and the guards hated it. Yeah, it's sort exactly. of like one little bit outside the rules mm. and it's suddenly like that's the greatest prank of all time. Because yeah. we're talking, these are old blokes now mm. and they're still absolute maniacs on the organ and if you get a chance to hire them, you should. Like they are, they can tear it apart. So a lot of respect for what they can do on the pipes and yeah. the keys. But I guess we're talking high school in the 60s? Yeah, yeah, 60s. 50s or 60s. Yeah. We wanted to put it out. Two podcasters listening to this episode. Hit us up. Go to hamishandy.com. Find the form. Find the contact form. Mm. Pranks of yesteryear. Ask, ask your parents. Ask your uncles. They what, never hold up. What was the, what was the wildest <laughs> prank that they did at They're school? They're so underwhelming. There's, <laughs> <laughs> there's just something wonderful about them. Because yeah. you have to listen to them as kids going... Oh my god! Like yeah. someone blew up a car last year at our school. Yeah. Like your prank is like, yeah. you know, we replaced a, a shilling in the Thrupney box. <laughs> 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 I mean, I don't know. We took a spoke off a penny I don't, I don't think. I don't think Thrupney is. Is a thing, is oh, it? Who knows, man? But okay. <laughs> the pranks of yesteryear just never. Yeah, you know. Uh, we if, you've got meant, a, if you've got a lame prank from yesteryear, know, well, we, were, contact we were meant to put horseshoes on the Clydesdale and yeah. we played, we threw horseshoes at a stick for a while before we put the horseshoes on. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> oh, something, prank. something like that <laughs> is usually the prank of yesteryear. Yeah. Hit us over the email form. Yeah. We'd love to build a compendium yeah. of the pranks of yesteryear. Yeah. Uh, please. And, and any power moves that you come across. Power moves. Yes. We're continuing to compile the list of power moves as well. That's the other email yeah. project we have on the go. Yeah. Um, we'll see you next week. Many thanks. Right. See you next step. Thanks for listening. The Hamish and Andy podcast will return next week. Catch up or contribute at hamishandandy.com. Listener.